You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Ashley Winch from Kansas City, Missouri. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Wednesday, October 4th, episode 3278. This episode is brought to you by Kem and Equine. Good morning, Horse World. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Ashley, thank you for hanging out with me while Jamie's off teaching her clinic. Oh, you can't get rid of me, Glenn. I love it here. Yeah, I know. I, I know that. I know that. <laughs> and I'm glad, too, by the way. Uh, so today in the show, Dr. Madison Siemens of Cornerstone Equine is going to chat about the five most common horse emergencies. What made me think of that is Jamie's horse last week that ripped the face wide open. Uh, kind of made me think of that. Auditor Diane's going to stop by because she gave me nightmares. So she posted in the auditor room, and Ashley saw this and then booked her. She posted in the auditor room where a mini horse was on the back seat of the car. traveling, And there is hay everywhere. So that just gave me nightmares. I started breaking out in sweats. And uh, for all horse husbands everywhere, I just need to talk to her. So, and apparently her husband's going to be involved too, right? Yes, he's going to be joining us. Uh, from what I understand, little Caliente Moon has him wrapped around her miniature hoof. Mm. Not in the car, though. Not in the car. <laughs> so, um, also, your husband yes. is going to be joining us on the show, too. If you guys missed it, we did our first Horse Husbands episode a week or two ago, and I hope you enjoyed that. Well, on the next Horse Husbands episode, guess whose husband is joining us? That's it. Cowboy Zachary Winch coming to you guys live. <laughs> He's he never done a podcast. Um, I, I honestly have no idea what he expects. <laughs> um, he's never done a podcast. He's obviously done interviews, but um, he's like, what should I expect? I said, well, you should listen to an episode, obviously. And I said, you know, I think you should just have a, a big old glass well, of he, whiskey and sit down listen and listen to last the last horse husband's episode because we're both going to listen to yeah. it. I think tonight at, uh, while we're cooking, oh, so there we, you, go. you know, Good. I can give him some some tips because I can't send <laughs> no, him you in. Can't. He's on his own for this. Oh God, he's on his own, and and most of this is to find out things about you. So it'll be. Perfect. I told him that. Yeah, I yeah. said the real scoop is Glenn's going to say, "How the heck do you deal with that woman?" <laughs> That's about right. And in the Auditor Post Show, we're going to be joined by another one of our auditors. It's Auditor Day here on the show, and we're going to do a little guessing game about this year's Hallmark Christmas lineup. Because the movie lineup is out for Hallmark, and every year we play a little different game about this. And apparently Gwen is joining us, and she, are you a Hallmark Christmas movie fan? I'm not. I kind of pictured you being one for some reason. I don't know. Because um, <laughs> you are girly in many ways. I am. You know, the thing is, I'm just not like a romantic. 
Okay, I'm yeah, a comedy I can see that. girly. Yeah, I can see that. So anyway, Gwen is. She watches the. She watches them to make fun of them. So she's going to. And be, is she on my team? Yeah, she's going to. Yeah, it's you two together trying to get to play the guessing game. So <laughs> you will be a team today. Thank goodness. Hey, uh, this was surprising to me. Um, team Germany won a convincing victory. That wasn't surprising on Sunday at the Longines FEI Jumping Nations Cup final in Barcelona. And then France, Belgium, and Brazil came in the next three. But what that means is that the U.S. jumping team came in fifth and missed out on the sought-after qualifying spot for the Paris Olympics. So I didn't realize that the U.S. team has not qualified for the Paris Olympics in jumping. Um, And so that spot went to Brazil. So now the U.S. has one more shot to make the Olympic team for a team. Now, they can send individuals, but not a team. And that's the 2023 Santiago Pan American Games uh, that's com- er, coming up. So if that's their last chance to qualify for the Olympics next year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you would think it. I always think, ah, well, United States, we're just going to be in with the team, right? You just assume right. it. Uh, I mean, I'm always thinking, you know, Germany, U.S., Great Britain, and then, you know, the last one's always, it's give or take France, what, Dutch, you know, Spain, you know, yeah, Dutch. Yeah, yeah. But for America, the jumping team to not, I'm just like mind blown. I know. So that's their last oh. shot. We'll see. I haven't, I'm Fingers sure, crossed. I think that the dressage and eventing have qualified. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they have. I have well, to look that I, up. I think but, so. Yeah. And and honestly, as long as we're there representing for dressage, because you know where dressage is going to be taking place. The competition will be at Versailles. I know. I know. Oh, I know. I did oh. not get us press passes, though. For- yeah. Can someone sponsor <laughs> us, please? <laughs> the please. other thing, too, this gives us a good opportunity. Do you want to do a little tease? Ooh. Talking about jumping, uh, it's been probably about... 10 years since we've had a jumping show on the network. And do you want to make the announcement? You guys, starting in November. Starting in November, I'm very excited to announce the show jumping show will be coming to Horse Radio Network, hosted by Christy McCormick and myself. And we are so excited. We're still in the planning stages. And I don't want to give too much away, but we're working on uh, tips and how-tos, roundtable discussions, as well as uh, flashbacks to show jumping history. So there should be something for everybody. And it's going to be a lot of fun because I'm involved. So you know, (laughs) we're going to be laughing. Christy is serious. Uh, She's in a serious jumping family. So yes. I'm excited. And, and to our have first her on board. guest, uh, I believe, is going to be Christy's sister, who's a, a McClay champion, as if I recall her saying correctly. So that yeah, should be I, an I incredible she's interview. A McClay champion, one, one mm-hmm. of the years. Yeah. So yeah, serious show jumping family. She's a serious trainer, and I just, it's. A, I think it's about time we we brought jumping back into the lineup, and we're excited that you guys are going to be involved, and and we'll let you know more about that coming up. But in the meantime, we have to do some daily winnies. Ha <laughs> 
Well, we have several auditor birthdays. Starbright, Jess Sieber, Elizabeth Fry, and Angela with the last name that's too hard to say. Now, Angela whined about this the other day on the auditor room and said, I missed her birthday. The only way I know your birthdays is if I'm friends with you on Facebook. That's how I find the birthdays. And for some reason, we weren't friends on Facebook. So that's why. And then she has friended me since. So I will not miss you next year. But a happy belated birthday, and I will never say your last name anyway, because it was just too hard. So you know who you are. Also, I wanted to welcome a new auditor. Her name is Trisha Brinkman. Uh, Trisha, if you haven't joined the Facebook group, just search for HR and Auditors and ask to join. And she wrote that after hearing about the recipe for cowboy caviar from a gal that is not too far from me, I joined. So I love Trisha because it was food that motivated her. I think that's perfect. I, food motivates me for a lot of things. So She's our kind of people. Yes, she is. So thank you to Cowboy Caviar for bringing us a new auditor. Also, congratulations to Auditor Shelley for getting your first horse ever. She's Yay! apparently been leasing this horse for seven years and now is the owner of it. And she said it's her first horse ever. It's always so exciting when you get your first horse, right? So what do you do with champagne when you get your first horse? You know, you break it on the bow of a ship. Yeah, you don't want to do that with your horse. You don't want to no, do that. No, but not. you know what? Shelly, get yourself some champagne anyway. You deserve a girl. Or eat a Congratulations. Cat. Either one. Eat or cat. That'll work too. <laughs> my daily Winnie goes out to my Italian friend who I was lucky enough to take some dressage lessons from while we lived in Tuscany. Her name is Sarah Morganti, who is a three-time world champion and European champion in para-dressage freestyle. And she has just been awarded the FEI Gold Badge of Honor. I couldn't be more happy. Sarah is such an incredible soul, so gentle, such an incredible rider. So I just wanted to Make my daily winnie for Sarah. Tanti auguri, Sarah. E royal delight e mirabelle. That's uh, congratulations, Sarah, is and that her, her horses. Name? Sa- uh, her name is uh, Sarah Morganti. And okay. tanti auguri means uh, congratulations or well wishes. Ah, gotcha. And her horses are royal delight and mirabelle. And uh, I miss all my friends over there at Terra Brune Equestrian Center. And just auguri, 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 Sarah. Very cool. <laughs> Congratulations to her. That, that is a big honor. When it's The gold incredible. badge of honor is like one of the biggest you can get. Yeah. So, so that her. was very exciting on my Facebook feed this morning. And then I also have, because I guess today we're just letting all of our podcast surprises slip out. Um, Sleep Stories has been so well received in large part thanks to you all liking, subscribing, sharing with your friends. Um, I didn't want you guys to have to wait too long for the next episode. So this afternoon, I'm going to go ahead and drop the next two chapters. So get ready to snuggle up tight and see if Stormy joins us yet. I know that uh, one of the auditors from Down Under posted last night that she couldn't get to sleep. It was like three in the morning her time. Uh, and she was looking for it, but couldn't find it. I don't know if it's in the search in iTunes yet or on Apple yet. I don't know. But you can go to horseradionetwork.com and go to the sleep, just find sleep stories in there underneath the shows. And that has all the links to the different players. So if you can't find it on your player, you could go that way and find it as well. So it is there. I, I just don't know why it wasn't showing up for her. Uh, it could be because she was in Australia, too. Cause there's right. All kinds of Geo. Yeah, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of different rules and tagging and things there. So uh, that could be why. I found it in my player, so 
uh, keep looking. If nothing else, just go to Sleep Stories at Horse or at HorseRadioNetwork.com, and you'll find all the episodes there. You can even just listen on the website, too. So uh, we're going to hear from our friends at Kemen, and then we have more announcements. It's, it's announcement day here on, uh, on Horses in the Morning. We're going to talk about the first announcements about Radiothon, which is coming up in two months, right after we hear from Kemen Equine. We've had no shortage of stress in this past year, and a lot of our attention has been focused on maintaining our health and immunity. Stress and illness can actually form a vicious cycle in humans and also in horses. Elevated cortisol levels caused by stressors like extreme weather, disease, diet changes, travel, and trailering can more than throw your horse's health and immune function out of whack. But did you know that you can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day? By lowering the levels of stress hormone cortisol and optimizing overall energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health and immunity, performance, and overall well-being. To ensure you're supporting your horse, don't feed just any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium propionate on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Chemin Equine. Ask for it by name and stress less. To learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. That's Chemin.com slash Chromium EQ. What is time for Radiothon? That time of the year when we chat about all things holidays. And if for new listeners, we haven't done it in a couple of years. COVID kind of put the end to it, and then I got sick around the holidays and had operations, so we didn't do it that year. But we're bringing it back. We've done it five other times. What this is, it used to be 12 hours on a Monday after Thanksgiving. We were live, and we would have all kinds of special guests, including big, big name guests, uh, uh, people you've heard of, Charlie Daniels, Priscilla Presley, just big names in the horse world, big names in the celebrity world. And we would have them on to talk about the holidays and what they do and, and that kind of thing. And we're going to do a little different this year. We're going to do the Sunday. One of the problems we had doing it the Monday after, which was Cyber Monday, we always did it on Cyber Monday, um, was that people had to take off work to listen to live. And a lot of people did. So this year we're doing it on the Sunday, which is November the 26th, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, from 3 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And we're going to do six hours live this time because 12 almost killed me. And <laughs> we're going to do six hours live this time. And we're going to do it as a little bit different. We're going to do it video and we'll put it out as a podcast after. So we're going to have live video feed on the Horse in the Morning Facebook page and a bunch of other Facebook pages, including in the Otter Room and all of that. So so it'll be out there. You'll be able to find it. It'll be easy to find. Uh, and you can watch it. It'll be video. You'll get to see us in our studios wearing our uh, it's ugly uh, Christmas sweater year. So we're going to have a contest around ugly Christmas sweaters ahead of time and give a prize away. And then we're all encouraged to wear them. Ashley is going to be kind of my helper this year. Uh, she's also uh, going to be in charge of pushing a lot of buttons. So Ashley's going to be there in her ugliest Christmas sweater and I know Ashley pretty well now, and I kind of think she has a couple. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to change every hour? <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm thinking at least, at least three <laughs> costume changes. Okay, good. Because yeah, I'm going to need a separate costume for the last hour. Yes, and, definitely. You know, so at least three costume changes. Um, I can't wait to go shopping. <laughs> 
Well, I have a few too. So this is going to be a fun year. Uh, and it's just going to be so much more fun adding the video to it. We are still now the theme this year. Actually, Jemmy, our producer, came up with this. And it's the worst funny Christmas fail. So we always had a theme every year to kind of give you something when you were doing voicemail submissions or if you just want to talk about it during the show. You could talk about your uh, worst funny Christmas fails. And it's also something that we tend to ask all of the guests that come on. So we've all had Christmas fails, whether it's food. It doesn't even have to be horse-related. Most of them won't be, probably. Uh, but it has to be funny. There's a lot of serious Christmas fails, like, you know, the two uncles got in a fist fight and one of them went to jail. Although I would like to hear about that, too, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say, wow, Glenn, Christmas sounds chaotic at your house. <laughs> You know, kind of want to hear about those, too. But we're we're kind of going for humor, like you burnt the turkey or, you know, uh, everybody got food poisoning after, which is funny later. Not, not, not <laughs> well, you know, who but, doesn't want to lose five pounds in the holiday yeah, season? That's right. Silver lining. That's right. Or, you know, or maybe you did the big family Christmas and uh, you know, the, uh, a person got the same gift from three different people. That kind of thing. That's what we're looking for. So the worst funny Christmas fail. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind because we will be doing voicemails again. I'll play some of the samples in the weeks ahead for those that don't know what we're talking about. Listeners actually write songs, write poems, and I mean the most amazing songs and poems. This is not... You've heard Ashley's heard some of them now, and uh, so, well, first of all, some of our listeners are extraordinarily talented. I mean, it's just some crazy. of these songs I, I nearly moved to tears. You guys, uh, I'm not joking, and some are just hysterical. I mean, there are no rules. Keep it, you know, family friendly, but get those creative juices flowing. And a lot of the songs are about you, your horses, us. There are a lot about us, about the hosts, about our sponsors about our horses uh whatever just you know take take a song and and run with it if you can sing um if you can't sing people wrote poems uh so we're going to have a pile of prizes this one thing we do at radiothon every year is we usually give away around five thousand dollars worth of prizes now being that it's shorter we give prizes away every hour i think we're good we have about three or four thousand dollars worth of prizes lined up yeah and this year we're going to do a little different in past years only people who submitted their voicemails got entered for the prizes. Well, this year, because we can't really take callers during the show, this year we're going to allow everybody to enter. There'll be a form on the website. You can just go enter. Uh, but you'll get extra, you'll be extra credit and extra entries for voicemail submissions. So, uh, like if you send in a song, you might get three entries, that kind of thing. So we're going to do that a little differently this year. That's so exciting. What are some of the prizes we have, Glenn? Can you give us any sneak peeks in that round? Not yet. So the grand prize this year is not a saddle like we've done in the past. It's something else that's very special. And we're going to be giving, we're going to give away more grand prizes this year than we ever have in the past. Oh, that's so exciting. So be thinking about that. Kind of think, write your, kind of start writing your songs. I know a lot of you that do the songs look forward to this every year, your poems, just, you know, get prepared or ready to tell us about your worst funny Christmas fail. The host lineup will be announced next week. Every hour we have a new set of hosts, and I think you guys are going to like this year's. I think that's about it for now. I think we'll, we'll ha I'll have the website link for you next week, and we'll just start getting things rolling next week, and we only have two months. So uh, we'll be making all kinds of announcements about when things are due and how you can do it. That's so exciting. I can't wait to be a part of it. You know, this, this is... Uh a part a work a job that is just as fun as it is work and i can't wait 
Well, next up, we have one of our auditors who's been an auditor for a long time, I believe. And uh, we have her husband. Uh, we have Diane and Tim here. And I mentioned earlier in the show, you guys, you guys, I, I just started sweating. Uh, as a horse husband, your, the pictures you posted in the audit room were a freaking nightmare. Uh, and it's something that I wake up screaming about at night. I have a problem putting hay in the trunk of the car and oh. because it never gets out of the trunk. You always will have hay in the trunk of the car. You guys, well, let's start here. Where are you guys at? Where are you at, Diane? Um, <clears throat> we have a farm in Huddleston, Virginia. Huddleston, Virginia. Okay, good. All right. So, uh, and what kind of car do you have that we see in these pictures? <laughs> it's a lovely 2014 um, Ford Escape. Oh, You're, so we're talking SUV. Yes. Nice. But I was picturing nice. something out of the 1990s that you would do this with, not 2014. <laughs> That's I was really picturing a junker, apparently not. Well, uh, it's a, a sport utility vehicle. Is this not utility? It's utility, that's for sure. <laughs> that <question>. certainly is. <laughs> so the picture in reference was of this, the most adorable mini ever, in what, the back seat or the way back of your car? Um, We folded down the back seat so she had the entire back. And the, the amazing part is. is standing up, she fit. So that's the amazing She part. did. She's only 27 inches. So did you? had you just bought her when you went to pick her up in your car? Um, yeah, well, <clears throat> we live in Huddleston, which is, is about an hour east of, of Roanoke. And the lady we bought her from was up past Charlottesville. So that's about a two hour drive. And initially we were going to put her in the back of Tim's Ranger, um, but we couldn't figure out it's it's smaller and the panels that we had go no ahead. side rails yet glenn yeah you know i have a ranger too actually i love that little truck um uh -huh. so but you're right it, uh, the ranger's bed's tiny too i mean it's, it's not very big <laughs> so there was there's just no way for us to safely put her in the ranger i said well why don't we put a tarp down in the back of the escape and he said we can put a blanket down on top of that and we'll throw some hay in Perfect. <laughs> Tim, you went along with this another idea? Absolutely. Oh my <laughs> what God. What a good husband. We're going to revoke his horse, horse husband, husband card. No, we're revoking his past. He doesn't, we're going to take that card away. Damn, I'm sure about it. <laughs> Did well, you, this, is, this, is kind, this is kind of his birthday present. He's always wanted a mini. Oh, this is your horse, Tim. Yeah. And when the price is right, Glenn, you'll get it any way you can. <laughs> That goes for many things, Tim. That goes for many things. <laughs> I love you, Tim. So <laughs> we need to have you back on the horse husband episode when she's not there. That's the that's the one we need to get you back on. <laughs> so so tell us about this little mini before I bust on you more and we actually discuss what actually happened in the drive. Tell, Tim, tell us about your new little mini. All I know is she told me the price, and I was like, "Yeah, we gotta go get her." But <laughs> I mean, she, out. how old is she, she? Six months old. Oh, she's oh. tiny. Oh, she's she was born on March first. Oh, you oh. got yourself a baby, and yep. and what's the name? Um, <clears throat> her name is, is Caliente Moon. Um, we call her Callie for short. Yay! Is this your first mini ever? Yes. Oh. Yeah, me too. 
Oh wow! So what, Diane? I know you've had horses in the past. What what what's the difference of taking care of the mini than the horses? She eats less. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Poops you have less to give her too. Baby carrot. <laughs> well, the best part was when when we got her home. We it was it was dark already, and we weren't sure if we were going to put her in with the big horses or if we were going to put her in with the goats. So we decided to try her in with the big horses first. So I jumped out of the car and I threw some hay and a little bit of grain to the to the herd. And then we brought her in. And she stands and she looks at the other horses and she lets out this biggest whinny. Four Arabians and one Appaloosa in one fell swoop just whoosh to the other side of the pasture and looked at her like, oh, my God, it's the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Does she rule the field now? Um, they were they were way too aggressive with her. Uh, just just so she's in with the goats, <laughs> and, and she's in with with Tony Bennett the goat, and uh, <laughs> and Cookie and Ginger Snap. And how do they and, get along? They all get along. They they love her to famously. Death. Oh, that's All so four heads in one bucket if you're not careful. And then the other horses, they are. she's right up against their paddock, so they can come up and put their heads over the fence and start to visit with, with her. So at some point, we may be able to put them in together. It is funny how horses react to minis. I mean, horses, you know, ponies are one thing, but when they see a mini, it is like it's something, a different species altogether. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can see the fear in their eyes. <laughs> Well, it's it about was, the size of hilarious. something that would eat it. I was like, so. I ain't never seen nothing scare these guys <laughs> like this. I'll tell you what, Tim and Diane, I really expected you guys to say, well, we were thinking about putting her out with the horses or the goats. So instead, we brought her into bed and she slept with us. That's where I thought <laughs> we were wait, going, guys. <laughs> I, I kind of talked about it, but she won't even let a dog in the house. Well, I, I'm with her, though. I, I'm, I'm actually with Diane on this one. So, <laughs> Well, we, we downsized. We moved from a four-bedroom house in the city to um, about 500 square foot of a shed that we're converting to the house um, out on the farm. Are you doing a tiny so, home? Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Jennifer's always wanted to live in a tiny home. Unfortunately, the land we bought would require a thousand square feet, or Jennifer would have a two hundred fifty square foot home. She she would do that. Two hundred and fifty is a little tight. Five hundred is is just right. Well, that's cool. There's a lot of that going on now. Either converting the sheds or the containers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on right now. So so all right. Let's get back to the car trip. It was two hours. You said right? <laughs> oh, it was. Oh my god. Okay. So. <laughs> When Scooter gets in the trailer, the first thing Scooter does is pee in the trailer. And then the second thing he does is poop. So did you have that situation on the way home? Thank God. Go ahead. Had it covered. We put down a, a thick sheet of plastic under the blanket. So it didn't matter what she did. Oh, Thankfully, yes, it she does. Did not pee. It would have gone everywhere. Not, we just, we just grabbed the sheet. A plastic and pulled, pulled it all out. Pulled everything out. Hay and all, Glenn. <laughs> if that horse had There's peed, it would have splashed the everywhere in the car. It would have been awful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God she didn't pee. We were, we were just blessed with that. She just pooped. Well, that's good. I want to know, <laughs> were there other folks, you know, on, I have to imagine y'all were on a big highway. Were you getting like honks and waves and all, all kinds we of had, stuff? All the windows are tinted in the vehicle, but the back window. So the only time you ever got any reaction is when people pulled up on you. Oh, how funny. 
How did the and, mini? I mean, it was hilarious. They were trying to look through the dark windows <laughs> and everything. But, or when I pulled up on somebody, and here we are sitting there in the car with her head sticking in between the seats. <laughs> or, or when she tried to jump into the front seat, that was yeah, that was fun. that was good. <laughs> Do you she did like a sit on Diane's lap? <laughs> Do you, uh, I totally lost my train of thought here. <laughs> well, she, she wasn't even halter broke, so we had to get the halter on her first. Well, how'd you get her in there? Just pick her up and throw her in? No, she uh, <clears throat> treats. We, we couldn't get her in the back door. The back door, the you know, the back of the car wasn't working. So Tim opened the side, she you did. know, the back door to the back seat. And with the narrower. And as soon as I climbed oh. in, she just followed me. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, you should have posted this video on YouTube. You'd have had a million hits. Um. You would have done very well with this on video. That's for sure. <laughs> How did she feel about this ride in the car? <laughs> that must have been loud. <laughs> every, every 10 minutes. <laughs> and then after, after about the first oh, hour, we, we dropped down to maybe every, every 20 minutes. But um, I was feeding her treats and I was turning around and, and I was petting her, and I had um, some Pringles potato chips. She likes Pringles. So <laughs> I, I'd hand a few to Tim and a few to the, <laughs> the horse. Say, what kind of music does Caliente Moon? I, I just need to know the soundtrack to this road trip. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we put on any music. We were, I really we were, don't think so. We were too busy. <clears throat> Ooing and aahing over her. Ooing and aahing over her and trying to keep her calm. Because after we got her in and we started driving, I'm thinking, she could very easily kick out my back window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought of that, too. <laughs> I'm like, okay, keep the horse calm. Keep the horse calm. Feed the horse treats. We The car is paid for. I don't want to replace the back window. Thank you. And she's what? standing there chewing on my ponytail. Did you, ever, <laughs> did, did you ever think that she could have kicked the driver's head? Thank goodness for high back bucket seat. <laughs> She'd stick her head around the seat and chew on my ponytail. (laughs) In a way, I kind of wish I could fit Scooter in a car now because he would definitely do this in a minute. So, (laughs) well, this is fun. I mean, what this is the type of show we have here at Horses in the Morning this quality entertainment talking about the important, serious things in the horse world. This hard hitting journalism. This is it. (laughs) I mean, this doesn't happen every day. This is not something you see, you see all the time. Well, well, in our life, these kind of things do kind of happen. We're a little unconventional. Is Callie happy now? Oh, my God. You've got to be kidding. She's deliriously happy. She's just got Tim wrapped around her little hoof. She already sees the cart daily. Oh, yeah, good. I've had a cart for like a year and a half. I found one for a great price, so I jumped on it. Now the horse at least gets to see the cart. We're yeah. getting there, Glenn. We're it's going to be a little while, Tim, before you're driving that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. I, I did get to drive in Alaska with uh, Ice Road Trucker Lisa Kelly put me in a, in a cart with her Mini. So I got to drive a Mini once, and it, all I did was laugh the entire time. <laughs> because they were riding, so every about 10 steps, I had to like trot to catch up. Uh, and, and the little legs going tick, 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 down the road. And it was just hilarious. It really was. You're going to have so much fun, Tim. You really are. 
Well, that, that, that's what he's, he's he's thinking. I can ride the big guys, and he'll he'll hitch up little mini, and we'll scoot but, on down the road. And Glenn, thank you though. You started the uh, whole thing. I was listening to you talk about you and Scooter, and I'm like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Oh yes, converting horse husbands one at a time. I like that. <laughs> Look at what you've done, Glenn. Look at. I hope you're proud. Their marriage is going to last longer now because of me. <laughs> Here we are, saving marriages too around the world. I love that. One marriage at a time. Yeah. We're out here doing, oh, he's, doing he's the good work. He's a definite convert now because, um, when I mean, he was always um, ooing and eyeing over the ones that we had. But then in um, June, we bought a, um, a yearling Arabian filly. And oh my God, him and her are just. That's my baby. That's his. That's his other little sweetheart. Tell her what she does when you're trying to work on on fence. They already know. You can't. <laughs> you cannot even walk into the paddock without her following you. And I mean, if you're walking out there to do something, she's gonna stand there with you while you're doing it, <laughs> even if it's required a chainsaw in your hand. She doesn't. <laughs> Diane, you ride uh, endurance, don't you? I do. Yeah, I thought so. I thought you did endurance. Well, guys, thank you for joining us. This has been a hoot. Uh, I absolutely love this. I'm I'm so glad you posted it in the auditor room. And uh, just enjoy the heck out of Cali. Oh, we will. We will. Thanks for having us. And it's a blast. And I want to see sure a, Tim would be happy to come back for horse husbands. Oh, well, we're going to have Tim back when you're not around. Um, so, with that accent and with Tim's attitude, we're definitely having him back. So, Tim, <laughs> Tim, I need absolutely. a video the first time you drive this one, okay? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a couple of years, but I'll wait. Probably. I'll at wait. At least. We'll still be here okay. waiting for that video. thanks guys appreciate it thank you all righty all right take care you too bye-bye how fun was that oh my gosh (laughs) he's great oh my gosh (laughs) don't get what you pay for it's so funny because when we talked about moving up to the new place uh we thought wow we're gonna need a third horse because when you take one out the other goes crazy right and i said i really would like a mini and jennifer's like no we need something we can actually do something with i think she wants another riding horse so now we get two we have to get two right not the oh well there is that because what if you have a guest and they're on the other riding horse that's right you know point you're welcome yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm really good at that kind of thing, G. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we have a study show. But first, I wanted to mention that uh, fall has arrived at StatelineTAC.com. By the way, StateLine is our title sponsor of Radiothon this year. So fall has arrived. Find the top choices in horseware from sheets and blankets and coolers and all that. It's going to be cold in no time. Matter of fact, I'm heading to Rhode Island tomorrow. Jennifer's already up there. We're going to be hanging out with Helena. Helena and I will be with you from her place in Rhode Island on on Friday morning's horse in the morning and i looked at the temperature and it's supposed to be in the 50s and raining (laughs) so i'm gonna need a blanket uh when i go to rhode island we haven't seen the 50s in florida in about eight months so you too can protect your horses when the bad weather comes and it sounds like it's going to be on the way shortly uh, by going to statelinetac.com they have weatherbeat amigo uh, rhino rambo all of the 
Baker, Turnout Sheet, Saxons, Gatsby's, everything you can imagine, all different price points in blankets right now in stock. And as you know, the retailers only carry a certain number of each size, and once they're gone, they're gone. They can't even order more. So get your blanket orders in early at StatelineTech.com. The Horse Health Report is brought to you by Daily Dose Equine, non-GMO core nutrition for horses and ponies of all ages. Coming up next, I went back in time and pulled out a segment that Jamie and Lisa did with Dr. Madison Seaman several years ago because I, I saw Jamie's pictures last, last week of her horse, which I guess her horse is okay. I haven't heard from her, but the horse had his face like ripped open. I mean, mm. it, it was bad. And it just reminded me of this segment they did about the FICE most common horse emergencies and what to do about them. And I thought maybe it was time to replay that one because several of our auditors were having horse emergencies too. So let's take a listen to this. One of my favorite vets on Dr. Madison Siemens is going to come on in just a second and talk to us about the five most common equine emergencies. Well, hi, Dr. Siemens. How are you? It's Jamie and I'm here with Lisa. How are you? Good morning, Jamie. So glad to hear from you guys. And uh, sorry, I can't harass Glenn, but I guess he's taking a well-deserved vacation. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, you, guys should be, you guys should be tickled that he's letting you do this unsupervised. So I guess we just have to go from there. He now, should be very I want, afraid. <laughs> I want to point out, Dr. Siemens, we supervise him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> uh, so we were going to talk about the five most common equine emergencies, but the note here is it says that you think that the more accurate title to this piece should be when to freak out and when to just go to bed and hope. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, the, the the real answer to that is, and I, I think most of the veterinarians would agree, is that is that when you think it's an emergency, then then we should as well. And sometimes we can triage these things over the phone. Uh, and now with the cell phones, I mean, it's pretty easy to get a, to get a photograph of some of these things. A lot of us are are pretty busy, and so it's kind of important. I mean, all of our clients, all of our patients are important, but some of them are obviously more pressing. But I just right. I just thought it might it might be interesting to have just sort of a just a general guideline here to just let people know because it's. It's pretty interesting, you know. I'll get a call on some of these things, and you, you know, you dang, why didn't you call me a week ago? You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we could have done something. So, like a lot of things, any anytime we have early intervention, uh, and sometimes there's, you know, we take a wait and see attitude. But a lot of no. times, early intervention will 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 reap some benefits. Now, Doctor Siemens, this has happened with my vet for sure. Um, probably, I probably bother her a little too much, but I will send a text and a picture or a video and say, what is this? Is this okay? Do you need to come out and see this? Uh, whatever it is. Do you also, is that becoming more common in veterinary practice? Well, yeah, it is. And, and it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword. So I, I say that as a suggestion only in given circumstances. Some, some practices are so busy that, uh, that, uh, we're just not able to to get to you like that as quickly as we could. But I, I think that if uh, if a horse owner has a working relationship with a veterinarian, especially if it's a one-on-one, some of the larger practices, that can be a real challenge. But right. if you have a working relationship with your veterinarian, and once once you have uh, an, an established relationship so that he or she kind of knows that you know what you're about, uh, those types of things can be better addressed either with a quick phone call or, or a, a text message, something like that. Right, of course. Now, do you guys have cell service in Idaho? Is that like a- <laughs> uh, no, uh, we do have telephones. <laughs> you got 
You, you gotta crank them though, okay? Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right, so the starting, let's go with the five most common equine emergencies. What's number one? Well, the most common equine emergency that we see in veterinary practice is colic. And so if, if the horse is not eating, well, then we need to look at these horses right away because it's not generally a, 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 a factor of the horse doesn't like the brand of alfalfa you're feeding him or anything like that. I mean, the horse the horse is going to quit eating, and that's the first sign that you've got a, a – it's called a it's it's called a, a, a gastric emergency or uh, something along those lines. And you got to remember that colic is a symptom. It's not a disease. Right. And it can be something as, as simple as just a mild and, fat, and passion. You know, things are just, just not moving through that 100-foot-long tube that we know of as the GI tract. Or it could be something as critical as an actual twist or a torsion of the bowel, which is going to require, you know, emergency surgery or, or something along those lines in order to try to get that corrected. So that's the, that's the first thing. The horse doesn't have to paw out C-O-L-I-C in Morse code or, or <laughs> look at it, you know. <laughs> there's there's no there's no one thing that's going to tell you other than he's just not eating with his normal vigor and interest. So if he's if he's normally a chow hound and, and he he walks away, or you've got him in a group situation where uh, you know you're feeding three or four or five horses and and uh, and then old Buck is off there by himself laying down, that's not a good sign. No. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah, definitely. I know when I walk outside. It's like they see a big old giant bucket coming at them, you know. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the equine vending machine. That's what yes. you are. <laughs> so you're if, the lunch lady. If, if one doesn't eat, that's definitely a warning sign. All right. What's another thing that can uh, be a uh, an equine emergency? Well, probably probably number two on my list is going to be bleeding. And so, uh, you know, if, if if he's bleeding, then we got a problem. Uh, Anytime, most of the time, this is because it's going to be because of a, of a cut or a laceration or blunt trauma, something like that. The uh, the thing that we must understand is that as soon as he starts bleeding, he's infected. Now, it might be a little minor infection. It might be nothing to worry about. But some of the most innocuous-looking wounds can have some of the most devastating consequences. I mean, if you get a very small wound over a joint or a tendon sheath, uh, that that can cause or often will cause an infection that could be a career ending type of a type of an injury. Life well, ending, I, I think too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it can be. I, I like to I like to get onto these things as quickly as I can. And again, some of these things are something that we're just not going to be too worried about, but I like to look at all of them. Uh, just because some of them we can suture up, we can, you know, close it with uh with stitches. And some of them we will just leave open. But all of them we want to look at because uh it's amazing what will happen, you know, especially in the wintertime. You've got a bunch of hair covering the wound that looks fairly innocuous. And then once you shave the hair off that wound, you get into something that is a bit more serious than may have looked at, uh, looked like it, at, at your first presentation. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, um, the next most common equine emergency, and this is something that should definitely be uh, a red flag, is your horse won't get up. Typically, he's not getting up because he's, he's got a bellyache. That's that's going to be the number one cause. But there can be other other problems that will present the same way. And so I've seen a few of them that that actually had fractures. That uh, it was just too painful painful for them to get up. Right. And you gotta you gotta remember that horse the horse as a prey animal he didn't like to lay down. 
I mean, he will lay down when he feels really, really safe and comfortable. But if there's anything that's even remotely suggestive of a threat, that horse is going to be standing so that he can institute that fight-or-flight syndrome that that has kept him alive for these thousands of years. So Mm -hmm. if you walk up on your horse, even if he's your horse and he's really friendly to you, Typically, that horse will get up, and if he can't, then we got a problem. It's typically going to be colic, but it can be something else. So those are the types of things that we need to consider. Gotcha. Okay, so so far we've got um, when your horse won't eat, when your horse won't get up, and uh, let's see, bleeding. Now, I did read here that... tell This is really interesting, because when your horse is bleeding, by the way, you think, oh, my God they're going to die. just going to bleed out. You know, you've got like a towel full of blood. How much blood is in a horse? Well, it's really interesting. It's, you know, a little blood looks like a lot of blood coming out of your horse. You know I mean? Your neighbor's horse, <laughs> I don't worry about it. You know? <laughs> but but a, ho- a horse has about a gallon of blood for every hundred pounds of body weight. So your, your, your average backyard, you know, hay burner is going to have about 10 gallons of blood. So he, he can lose a gallon of blood and it's not going to be too much more than you giving a pint at the blood bank. But, oh you know, there's, there's a couple of things that you got to consider, you know, where, where is the source? And, uh, it's, it's really interesting. You think people call me up and say, well, Buck's bleeding. And, and some folks will say, you know, I mean, he is just, you know, it's just a trickle and you get there and it looks like they've been killing chickens for a week, you know, <laughs> and, and, and and the other guy will call you up and say, oh, you know, uh, you know, it's, the horse is bleeding out. And you get there and there's like 12 drops of blood on the ground. So <laughs> I, I, I try not to triage those things over the phone. I just generally I just want to see them just to make sure. But it, <laughs> it, uh, the, one of the things that, that I think we need to remember is, is that the, the best way to stop bleeding on these guys is, is dry pressure. And so a lot of folks will actually put the water hose on them. Well, what that does is that just washes the clot away. And so uh-huh. you're, you're not uh, going to stop bleeding with a water hose. I mean, it's just not going to happen. And plus, even if it's just a little bit of blood, now you've got 300 gallons of water on this poor horse. And it looks like he's lost 300 gallons of blood. So uh-huh. you, you probably want to just, just use dry pressure, you know, a paper towel, just your finger, uh, any one of a number of ways just to put some dry pressure on that and then just, just leave a wrap on uh-huh. and until you, know, you can get some veterinary attention. All right, gotcha. <laughs> Looks like they've been killing chickens for a yeah. week. That's the best line I've heard all day. Um, <laughs> another one would be uh, non-weight bearing. You know, and, and as a vet tech, we would get to, oh my God, my horse is broken. It's leg. It's standing on the pasture. It can't come in. It's leg. It's broken. You get there and it's an abscess. Is yeah. that <laughs> usually what it is? That is that is the common presentation. Uh, and And it's you know, I've been in practice for well, a little over 30 years, and I've seen, oh, I've probably seen 100 fractures, and I've seen probably 20,000 abscesses, maybe more. Right. And so our, our diagnostic plan here is just a numbers game. You know, if you, if what's what's it most likely going to be? And it's the old adage he told us in veterinary college was, you know, if you hear hoofbeats, don't look for zebras. You know, <laughs> look for horses. It's, <laughs> it's it's the most it's the most common thing because it's the most common thing. And so the uh, but again, you know, just from humane considerations, we would like to to, to afford some pain relief for these horses because an abscess is really painful. That's why yeah. they're basically we call that three legged lame. 
because they just they, they're just non weight bearing. But it can be something even more serious than that. And and the other thing to consider is, especially if a horse has had repeated bouts of abscessation or a particularly protracted one, these things are usually pretty easy to resolve within just a few days. I mean, a week, ten days is pretty pretty long for something as simple as an abscess. But if we've got protracted ones or ones that have you know these types of abscess processes that have recurred over time. Uh, a lot of times that will indicate that we've got uh, we've got some underlying pathology in the foot. So I think that taking taking a set of radiographs on these horses is probably a good thing to do, just to rule out some major hoof pathology. I've seen some coffin bone fractures and and uh, some things like that. That well, you know, just a, a poultice on this is not going to help us. We need to go ahead and just dive a little deeper as far as as far as treatment protocols. So if a horse has repeated abscesses, is there anything you can do on a prevention level? Well, you got to figure out what's wrong first, okay? You know, the our understanding of disease processes is, I mean, it's kind of a silly analogy, but if you don't know what causes pregnancy, you can't institute birth control, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, True. We got, True. We got to kind of understand. Yeah, you know what they call people that use the rhythm method of birth control? That they call them parents, okay? So <laughs> it's a, a, a statistical average. So, but you know, you got to understand that that once we understand exactly what's going on on the inside, then we can start talking about treatments and perhaps prevention. Uh, but it, it just it just goes to the diagnostic plan. If they taught us in vet school. It's pretty interesting if you think about it like this. It's, it's diagnostics is not a concept of, of what you don't know. It's what you don't look for. And most of these things are real obvious. I mean, it's just amazing how simple some of this stuff is. But you got to look mm-hmm. for it, and you got to know where to look. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these non-weight-bearing horses, the first thing that a horse owner will think about is it's in his shoulder. But it is almost never in the shoulder in an adult horse. I mean, mm-hmm. that, their shoulder lamenesses are so rare. I, and I, I have to look very long and hard at a horse's foot before I start thinking about moving higher up the wind. And so we're mm-hmm. starting to foot first because that's where it almost always is. And I have to go through some exhaustive measures to convince myself it's not in the foot before we start moving higher up the wind. Wow. Right. right. Well, it's, it's funny, you know, you mentioned being, you have to kind of figure out why, you know, my horse, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Duke, he just all of a sudden came out three-legged lame on one of his back feet and um, had the, the vet out and she found an abscess and, and then I had the farrier out and she's like, well, there's just no more hoof because he wears shoes in the front, but not in the back. And she's like, put some shoes on the back and he'll stop getting bruises and then he'll stop getting abscesses. And boom, guess what? He's not getting any more abscesses on his hind legs. <laughs> Shocker. Don't so I know. I mean, it is some of, some of those things are just, just that simple. And so generally we try to start simple first and then, you know, move higher up once we need to do something more complicated. Yeah, don't trail ride a barefoot horse on rocks. Hey, genius. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. there's, some, there's, there's some horses that can do that. You know, God bless them, too. That's really nice to have. But a lot of horses are going to have a little steel on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. The last one we have, the horse's eyeballs. This one, I tell people all the time, I'm like, call. Well, what do you think? Call. Well, but how about if I just call? Call. <laughs> this is the yep. one thing definitely call, and this is the horse's eyes. Yep, yep. Well, we got you got basically got two kinds of eye problems. You got a goopy eye held open. You got goopy eye held closed or partially closed. And so a horse is going to demonstrate eye pain by holding his eye closed or partially closed. He'll be kind of squinting. 
And those are the kind of patients that we need to see right away. Okay, goopy eye held open, uh, that can just be dust, flies, any one of a number of things, conjunctivitis. Horses don't get pink eye per se like cattle do, but they can get some conjunctivitis, which is the technical term for pink eye. And uh, and it's it's it can be a bacterial origin, and they will respond to antibiotics. But uh, I don't get too terribly worried about a, a goopy eye with the eye held open. But the closed eye or partially closed, that can mean uh, the corneal ulcer, and that's the most common cause of eye pain in horses. But it can also be uh, be an indication of uh, something called recurrent uveitis, anterior uveitis, or uh, boom blindness. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things we'd like to do pretty quickly. It's relatively easy to determine whether or not they've got a scratch on their cornea. We use a little uh, fluorescein dye stain, a little green stain mm-hmm. that'll, uh, that'll show up if they've got if they've got a scratch. So I like to get on these things as quickly as I can because we 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 just again just from empathy, you know, if you've ever had something stuck in your eye, it, it hurts bad. Yeah, I and mean, that's that's why the horse is holding his eye closed. So we'd like to we'd like to be able to get these horses uh, treated as soon as we can because. We can see some of these things get so badly that they actually lose uh, lose sight in the eye, and that's that's never good. Uh, but again, some of these some of these things are pretty forgiving. I uh, I saw a horse last winter that uh, came in for an eye that was all the way closed. I mean, you couldn't open this eye at all. So we actually had to do a general anesthesia on this horse uh, to just go ahead and even do an do an exam on it. Wow! And I pulled a a piece of a tree branch. Out of the out of his eye socket, oh that man, was, uh, almost four inches long. It was <gasps> buried down in his eye socket. Oh, you couldn't even, oh. You couldn't even see it, um, and so oh. it was amazing. It it did it did really do some serious damage to his cornea, but it didn't rupture the eyeball. So uh, we treated that horse for a few days, and uh, he got to where he was holding his eye all the way open. Uh, got to where he was feeling pretty good, and uh, I, that was. Oh, six months ago, I saw this horse about two weeks ago, and he's got a he's got a pretty bad cloudy spot on the lower part of his cornea, but uh, he's fully visual. Wow! And so even even some of the some of the worst train wrecks you'll see, if you'll just give them a little treatment and some time, uh, it's just amazing how uh, how well some of these guys can turn around. So now. Did you find that on radiograph or just by probing oh, no, around I, I, in there? I've got it with my fingers. Wow. <laughs> God. Oh. No, it's really amazing. You know, you could spend, yeah. you know, thousands, even millions of dollars on all these instruments. That's the, the, guy that, the guy that taught me surgery uh, when I was a grad student 112 years ago. We were, we were doing something. We were doing something, and he just, he just stuck his hand inside the surgical pipe because you know we could spend thousands of dollars on surgical instruments, but sometimes there's just nothing can compare to the human hand. <laughs> so, yeah, I just stuck my finger in there and pulled its stop out. It was amazing. I mean, it, oh. it was one of those things. It was like it was like the clowns coming out of the clown car. You know, I mean, this thing just kept coming and coming and coming and coming. Bang! Yeah. When is this going to stop? You know, I mean, oh. I looked at the other eye to see if it was over there too you know <laughs> straight across <laughs> it, was, it was wild but you know it just miraculously i mean it and i guess the take-home message in all these things is there's there's no reason to panic that that you know you just do what you can and uh you know one of the guys one of my favorite professors in veterinary college was also one of the ones that was the, the hardest on me his name was joe joyce there at texas a&m 100 years ago and he was really hard on me and picked on me continuously and he said seamus don't worry about it 
no matter what you do, you can't kill all of them, you know? So, <laughs> you know he had, had the gift of encouragement. It was a spiritual thing. <laughs> wow. Warm and fuzzy. Warm and fuzzy. They're, you know, they, they, they are big, strong animals, and they can survive some of the most amazing things. And so, I mean, I, I always want to look at them and just, where there's life, there's hope. And you just give them a shot, and it's amazing what they can pull through. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh my God. And that's what, yeah, that's why I love you because you were talking about these emergencies and we're making jokes, but the root of all of it is the horse that for you, the foundation is the horse's comfort and the horse's health. And I love that about you, Dr. Siemens. Thank you so much for coming on. I it's when I saw your name on the list this morning, I was super excited because we just love well, having you on. You're so nice. Me. Can I plug my book? Absolutely. Yeah. Plug your book, plug your business, plug everything. You got time. Go. Yeah, the, 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 the book is Never Trust the Sneaky Pony and Other Things They Did Not Teach Me in Vet School. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It, 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 took, it took me about 20 years to write it, and it's, and it's just a lot of practice an- anecdotes. Uh, it's kind of like some of the James Harriet books, All Creatures Great and Small. But uh, mm-hmm. me and James went to veterinary college, but he went to that different veterinary college. All of his patients live and all of his clients love him, okay? <laughs> I, I went to this other vet school. <laughs> it's, it's available through my website, which is cornerstoneequine.com. And uh, there's just one E between cornerstone and equine. And then uh, click, click on the shopping part of the taskbar and you'll get to my book. Perfect. Awesome. Cornerstoneequine.com. Thank you so much, Dr. Siemens. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey, we'll do it again next month. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Bye. Well, coming up next is our study show segment. We do this once a month. Usually I do it with Jamie, and I'm going to do it with Ashley this time for her first time. What we do is I go into Google, and I just look, I just search for study show, and I put in the last month to see what, as a whole of humanity, we have wasted our money on studying this time. And millions and millions of dollars are spent studying things that we already know the answer to about 50 times before. And mm-hmm. so almost every time, every month we have coffee, coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you, coffee's good for you, coffee's bad for you. We've seen that go back and forth about a hundred times. Uh, there's usually a sex one in there. There's always studies about uh, all different kinds of weird stuff. And you usually find them absolutely ridiculous and a waste of money. So I'm going to read, I only read the titles. I don't read the actual study because that like requires work. <coughs> <laughs> But, We're not about that here at no, Horses in no, the Morning. We don't do that here. <laughs> so I'm going to read part of the title to you, and you have to guess the rest. Oh, I can't okay. wait. All right. First one. Two studies show ultra-processed food, dot, dot, dot. Leads to obesity. And heart attack and stroke. Yes, that is all correct. <laughs> what do I win? <laughs> so does anybody think ultra-processed food is actually good for you? Did we need a study? I just, I I can't believe we're studying that at this point in life. Like, shocker. (laughs) Okay, so this is an interesting one. Studies show that female surgeons blank for patients. Make less mistakes than male surgeons for patients. Actually, you're close. You're doing all right. Am I really? Yes. Female surgeons bring better outcomes for patients. Ooh, I'll take that. Now, that's a study we hadn't seen before. Girl, I would, girl I would, power. I would hope they provide more empathy, too, because my surgeon didn't have... Didn't have yeah, bedside manner with surgeons is incredibly hit or miss. I had a funny one and a not-so-funny one. 
Um, yeah, I always like the uh, the ones that put you to sleep. They're always good for a, a joke. <laughs> the anesthesiologists. Yeah, the anesthe- yeah, they're usually the ones that are the comedians. Yeah, they're uh, the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so studies show that walking is... Dangerous. Nope. Good for you? Yes. All right. I, <laughs> I know you didn't go maybe. for the obvious one because it seemed like why would we be it's, doing it? An, and it actually was, it, the title was Another New Study Shows Walking is Good for You. Oh my God. Like the previous hundred <laughs> studies that showed walking was good for you. It's Thank like, God we know now. It's like these people with, uh, you know, in master's programs or doctorates really need something to study and they're like, well, this will be easy. We can do this one again. Studies show excessive smartphone use leads to poor social skills. You are almost, you are so close on all of these. <laughs> you're, you're much better at this than Jamie. Uh, sorry, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> studies show that excessive smartphone use ruins relationships. Oh, I mean, I believe that. How many times have you guys been out to dinner? And there's a couple next to you at the table, and they're not even talking. They're on their smartphones. Well, I gotta, I gotta, def- I gotta jump in here though on that one, because Jennifer and I spend 24 hours a day together. So that's when, fair. But we, you guys are the exception. Yeah, not the when rule. we go out to eat, it's just like more time together, right? So we do look right. at our phones sometimes, or we're looking at our phones to plan the next vacation, or we're we're researching stuff yes, like that. Yes. So I have to defend those of us that. We spend a lot of time together, and dinner's just more time. (laughs) Okay, well, 10% of you I will apologize to. The 90% of the rest of you put down your darn phone. (laughs) Because it's going to ruin your relationship, according to this study. (laughs) New Now, this is a good one. New podcast studies show growth in... Happiness when you listen to Horse Radio Network. <laughs> That's it. That was it. That was the study. Thank uh, you. Exactly right. Uh, we wrote that study, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Malnutrition in childhood may cause. Oh gosh, this a is burning so hunger. I this mean, is so obvious. Yeah. All of that. I'm... Whatever you're going to answer is true. Uh, yes. mal- <laughs> malnutrition in childhood may cause poor growth. No oh, kidding. Shocking. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, science. We needed that. <laughs> Studies show jellyfish could be blank than scientists previously thought. Have stronger spines. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> I know. I just had to do a dumb one. <laughs> jellyfish could be much smarter than scientists previously thought. You know, Glenn, you want to know a jellyfish uh, surprise you don't know about me? I don't know. Yeah, what? I have a three and a half foot long tattoo of a jellyfish on me. No, you do not. I do. It goes from my armpit down past my hip. You do not. Oh, I do. And Why I a jellyfish? Oh, it's a whole thing, but I admire how they go through life going with the flow. And as a type A, I and try very people? hard. No, well, stinging, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. I love it. <laughs> Okay, did you have that when you met him? That- no, it was my uh, my gift to myself when we left Italy. It took, um, what was it, 21 hours of tattooing, and I slept through oh, most of it. You did? 
I did. You can ask that. What the pain just kind of went away after a while, and well, you you enter a state, and I just the tattooist looked at Zach at one point and was like, "This isn't normal." Just so you know, like people don't usually sleep through rib <laughs> tattooing. Like something's wrong with your wife, and Zach's like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> what did he? What does he think of this tattoo? Oh, he loves it. I have a few. He doesn't have any. So, you know, I just have to make sure he knows how much cooler than him I am all the time. This is something I would never have guessed in 100 years. I know. Well, because all of my tattoos, I can get covered. Like, they're, you can't see them in normal clothes. So I'm like a undercover cool girl. And you come across <laughs> so sweet and innocent in everything you do. So that... <laughs> studies I got them all tricked. That we all learned something new today about Ashley. <laughs> studies show city living raises the risk of... Depression. That's one of them. That's right. Mm. And also respiratory infections. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. Yes, smog. Yeah, yeah. Big surprise there, too. Hey, I'm breathing breathing city air. My lungs are going to be cleaner than if I'm in the country. (laughs) There's a lot of wasted money in this month's uh, study. Yeah, no kidding. Mm. Staying up, studies show that staying up late may put you at a greater risk of, this is new. I hadn't seen this one before. Greater risk of sadness because you're not listening to sleep stories for equestrians. That's it. Another perfect yes. <laughs> Actually, it was staying up late may put you at a greater risk of diabetes. But, you know, that kind of makes sense because when you stay up late, you tend to eat. Oh, that's a thought. Yeah. I was wondering. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you got those midnight snackers. Yep. And what do you tend to eat? Candy, ice, ice cream, cream <laughs> or yeah. a cake, pie. You know, you tend to eat everything that's bad for you and high in sugar. All the good stuff. <laughs> Not good for your diabetes, though. So that's this no. month's episode of Studies Show. We're going to play another guessing game here in a couple of minutes in the Auditor Post Show. So auditors, hang around. We're going to be talking about this year's corral of Hallmark Christmas movies. We're going to play a little game. Tomorrow on the show, we have Mary Kitzmiller and Jennifer will be here tomorrow on the show. And then Friday, I'll be coming to you from Rhode Island at Helena's house. Of course, Helena is the host of Stall and Stable and my first co-host 15 years ago. And we're up there to visit. They're also our best friends. So we're there this weekend. It's um, 35 years ago. My wife and I did our honeymoon in Newport, Rhode Island. And we visited all the mansions and all of that stuff. And uh, Helena, it's their 10th anniversary, and they, they also did Newport. So we're all going to Newport this weekend together, and we're going to do all the cheesy uh, home tours and eat out and just have some fun. So I'm looking forward to that. And then next week, we'll have some best of episodes for you that Ashley's putting together because we're both off of next week. So, uh, But there'll, there'll be shows coming out on a regular basis. Ashley, thanks for filling in today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. You know, I always love coming on. Sorry, Jamie, that you couldn't make it, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be back in a couple of weeks after her clinic's done, after she's done teaching the masses. 